Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Morris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott, goal! Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glover's Cast. This is Dave and I have got another Glover's Caster with me. It is Mr. Ben Barrett, but I'm going to keep him silent for a short while now because to start with, we're going to go back in time. Now, nothing to do with flying DeLoreans and anything like that, but uh, Ian and I got together uh, because he's gone away on yet another holiday or a short break or something like that he's doing anyway he's never here I know that much but we decided to get together to talk about our trip to the seaside not together but to go and watch the goalless draw with Weymouth so first of all you'll hear Ian and I talk about that and then we will be back Ben has paid the ransom. I am free from my Cornish jail. I'd quite like to go back there at some point. Um, I returned on Sunday for a lovely afternoon in Weymouth on Monday. A bank holiday Monday spent, well, not really in the sunshine, in the back of a back of a very high stand with a brilliant view of a dismal game. Um, another man who also made the journey after a week in Somerset. Was Mr. David Coates. Dave, how are you doing? Hello, sir. Yes, I'm all right. It was pretty chilly on that away terrace. I have to say, when you got out of the sun, uh, there wasn't, uh, yeah, there wasn't a great deal of warmth there, was there? And the, I don't know, I don't know what game some of our uh, coaching staff and playing staff <laughs> are watching, but I think I may have been watching a different one. 
I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. I mean, from from your vantage point, uh, let's break this up into the the halves really because it was one of those cliched games, wasn't it? The the first half. How how did you see the first half? I, uh, from 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 a distance, which is probably the best way to have seen it, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the 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 first half was something of a non-event, wasn't it? Which is, I think, Charlie Lee um, and Luke Wilkinson both described it that way, and I think that was probably fair to say. Uh, but I think if we were coming out, we said on the, the podcast on on Friday that this was all we had left to play for. There was pride to play for and pride against your local rivals that you know, that that was the thing we had to play for Weymouth looked like they had something to play for obviously they need the points they've got a, a battle against the mathematics haven't they that I don't think they're going to win but they for me look far more up for it uh, than we did certainly in the in, in the first half yeah I can't disagree I thought from, from my vantage point we just looked totally off the pace. I think that there were a couple of moments where Del Gorman gets caught out and loses the ball and exposes Mark Little. And I think on the other side as well, Jordan Barnett um, played a dodgy pass to Lawson Diath and then Lawson Diath got caught and Weymouth were on the break. There was a few of those situations and it just felt like we kept missing out the midfield. It was one of those halves where the defenders kept putting it lumping it up to Ruben Reed, and you know Ruben Reed is not a great header of the ball and he made that quite obvious that he didn't want to be didn't want to keep having to deal with those types of passes he's better with the ball at his feet and we just didn't do anything in the first half it didn't look like we had a we, we didn't have a game plan it felt like to me or whatever game plan we had the players weren't just weren't doing it um what did you make of what did you make of the pairing of Diath and Gorman in that first half? I didn't really notice it because yeah. I don't really think I saw a great deal of them on the ball. Like you said, in the, uh, going back to the Good Friday game, the thing that we were crying out for was someone in midfield that you could get on the ball and make things happen. That player is Lawson Diaf and from what I could see, we, we we bypassed him. I think it was only when he got booked that you really thought, <laughs> you know, you noticed that he was... Uh, he was even there. So, yeah, it was really, really frustrating. But I don't want to give Weymouth credit, but they they, they did what, what you should be doing in a derby. I mean, they're not a great team, but not great players. But if you've got the effort and the passion and desire to do it, that gets you a long way. And that's what they had. And that's what 1200 1300 however many oval fans there were there wanted and it went from being a really everyone was really looking forward to it you know in the sunshine and it went I don't know what it sounded like to you but it went deathly quiet in that second in, in at the end of that first half and that was because we were on the back foot all the way through it yeah the first it, half. it felt I don't know it, it felt like we obviously we played a not obviously for those who weren't there, but we played a 4-4-2. And I said a few weeks ago that I wasn't sure about Lawson Diath in a midfield pairing. And certainly when Saul was playing him, he was on that sort of the left-hand side of almost a box or a square midfield rather than a, a flat line. Um, so I think he got a little bit... 
not exposed, but we didn't see his strengths as part of a pair in midfield. Um, and I don't think, I don't think Jordan Barnett or Mark Little really figured out Weymouth's wing backs because a lot of their play was coming through the wing backs, and it was sort of they were stopping us going forward, and then they were always in the space for their defenders to then find them, and they were then in that gap between. Tom Knowles and Mark Little and Jordan Barnett and Morgan Williams and seem to have a lot of space to to capitalise and put pressure on them. And um, I thought I thought the manager said some interesting things about it. he felt we defended really well and were quite comfortable defensively. But in that first half, there were there were moments where I was they had the ball in the back of the net twice. I know they were offside, but uh, that second offside, difficult to tell from behind the goal, obviously, but <laughs> it, it, it was closer than, than you wanted it to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it was giving away those opportunities. It was so unusual for us because we haven't really had that in, you know, we haven't seen a lot of that this season. And for us to start giving up, chances like that and allowing crosses in and those moments it felt a bit of a <laughs> bit of a difficult one to handle really because <laughs> we're so used to solidity um i forget how was it david Bur- burnell someone commented on my my um conclusions on facebook that there was a bit of a wind that he seemed to think affected our defense obviously i can see that or or recognise that from where I was. So I didn't... Did you think it was blustery? Not that I noticed. No. That I noticed. The only blustering I noticed was when that guy chucked uh, water at Lou Wilkinson and it blew back <laughs> in his face by the looks of it. But I, lo- um, I love how Weymouth have just got a door at the back of the stand to jet <laughs> people. You just throw them into like the thorns or something out the back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Best place for them, I think, isn't it? But Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it, it was a lot like a lot like the Good Friday game because again, that was a nothing of a first half, and it, it really um, we bypassed the midfield, playing long balls up to Reed and, and Neufeld on that occasion. But it, then we started the second half, and we did get the ball down a bit. And I, again, I remember Tom Knowles' first moment of the second half got the ball down tore forwards and you know smashed a smashed a shot and you just thought keep doing that why why don't you keep doing that and then we did again we let them get into it we played the ball long we've lost possession and it's just like why do things that are good and they stop doing them yeah it's so frustrating and and i i thought we didn't we did brighten up in that second half but it wasn't until Neufeld came on yeah, and seemed yeah. to give the Weymouth defenders something to think about yeah. that that sort of unlocked Jordan Barnett and it felt like it freed up a couple of other players as well to do a bit more but I thought I thought Barnett had one of his worst games that I've seen I felt there there were moments where it feels like he's just on the he's out to rile up his opponents and get them to lose their head rather than trying to play football at points and trying to trying to play the game, which, you know, it's not ideal. I, I think that's something that he could do with cutting out a little bit. But what, what did you think that the change in Neufeld coming in? Did, did you notice? Did you notice an improvement? How did you think? 
Oh, definitely, definitely. And we did the thing that I was hoping we we didn't that we didn't do on Good Friday. That I was hoping we'd do, which was get the ball to his feet. We got mm. the ball to his feet. We didn't play him as a centre forward that we could lump the ball up to. We got it to his feet every time he got the ball. We caused him problems. I mean, didn't always come off, and sometimes he ran into brick walls. But but. He, like you say, gave them something to think about. And that almost inspired Tom Knowles a little bit and gave, yeah. and, and, and Ruben Reed as well. I mean, I I I was <laughs> be careful. <laughs> uh so so I was frustrated at Reed in a in a, in a lot of ways because he was doing his thing that really winds me up of waving throwing his hands in the air and you know, puffing his cheeks out and going, oh, oh I know. But I, I had sympathy for him because, as you say, he's, he needs balls to his feet. He's not someone who works um, well played to play to his head. And, yeah, I, I, I probably would have shouted at my own teammates if that was me as well. But he looked like he's, he's obviously got a great touch and he can bring the ball down and he can, he can make things happen. But um, yeah, it looked like that that could have been that could have been the moment. But it just felt like I think I said in my match report, it was a it was a day for making heroes, and there were just no one there that wanted to be a hero. Um, <laughs> although Jordan Barnett came pretty close, didn't he? When he, he headed that one into the into the ground, it's like ah, oh. all he had to do was literally just hit, let it hit you, and it would have gone in. But he oh. did that moment. It was a Reed cross, wasn't it? Yeah, Reed did just, brilliantly, I have yeah. to say. Absolutely fantastic there, Ruben Reed. And at that point, I just thought if that had been Barnet to Reed, yeah. we might be having a different conversation. Yeah. But yeah. It, it was just, it was a left back. I mean, if anything, it was evidence as to why Ben's quest to put a Jordan Barnet further up the pitch um, shouldn't have categorically not happen um yeah i thought i mean what did you think of how weymouth played i don't want to give them too much credit and neither do you but i thought they had some you know you can see that they created some decent chances um and you can see why they are where they are if they don't put the chances away but i thought i thought they had some good opportunities and you know grant smith had to make a good save from i think it was Brad Ash, he had to make a good save from him. At the end, there was that cross that went across the six-yard box that was just... Eyeing for someone to tap it in, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think we made them look better than than, than they were, but they, <laughs> they made us look bad, didn't they? So it's a yeah. combination, a combination of the two, but I think their their intensity and their desire... Outmatch, outstripped hours, which uh, I'm sad to say because that's the thing that we've enjoyed about this team this season is that they don't seem to to give up. And heard Luke Wilkinson afterwards saying, you know, we're still playing for pride, and there's still, you know, we wanted to. I'm sorry, but if you thirty, let's say it's thirteen hundred people, thirteen hundred people turn up, and I know for most people present company excluded it's, it's 20 20 miles down the road um well, it's a little bit further for you but it's a lot further for me um <laughs> uh, to, to, to to come come to that game but 1300 people have paid hard-earned money um to to, to to be there and i'm sorry but 
I didn't see a great deal there that made me think that that team was play, playing for pride. And it pains me to say that because so many times this season we've credited them with um, with never knowing when they're beaten. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that looked like a team that's just 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 give it up, um, yeah. or just happy to play the season out. That was it. That was all we had left to play for. SPC, uh, obviously, but um, that that was all we had to play for, and it, it was a went with a whimper. God, I'm negative, <laughs> aren't I? <laughs> it feels like it. Right in conclusions about. Kingsland, which was an awful game. Yeah, we got a point. It was a great goal by Wakefield. Then Oldershot, which was an awful game when we got nothing, but we, we should have had something. And then that, I just didn't... I'm glad you wrote the conclusions afterwards because I just couldn't bring myself to moan anymore. It's just, uh, I'm sick of my own voice. This, um, yeah, I mean, this this will be a conversation to have when uh, we're all together and Ben's here to, you know lift yeah, us, and, us up. <laughs> and do all that but i think you're right the, the 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 way the players performed you know we've talked about it a lot about you know we've got to secure so many of these players we've got a, yeah. you know we've got a great core here and we need to you know build on this and and keep a lot of them and it you know that lingering doubt in the back of your mind starts coming up that do we want to keep how many of these players do we want to keep so someone on a terrace said to me, on, on, based on this, I wouldn't keep a single one of them. Based on that performance, I wouldn't keep a single one of them. Now that is harsh, I think, because there, 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 there are a lot of there. There are several players out there that I would have kept, even on that performance. To say, I'm, yeah. I, I'm willing to fight you for Tom Knowles's heart because, because uh, <laughs> the, 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 I love him. The, the guy is is fantastic. If we had eleven Tom Knowleses the world would be a much much better place but um yeah there's just too many of them that are yeah on half half measures i think yeah and, and I, I think you know obviously we don't know the full picture no we don't you know it, there may be other things yeah going on in the background that obviously we don't know about i'm so. sure there is i have no <laughs> doubt about that so it's you know it's harsh to Harsh to go down there, but it does, you know, it does raise questions um, as to what the future holds for a lot of these. Um, do you want to talk about set pieces? <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed that didn't make your conclusions, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think Tom Knowles had a foul throw, didn't he, at one point? <laughs> and, and, and and I was like throw-ins, corners, free kicks, everything. It just, I, I just never felt that we were going to do anything from any set piece that we had. I'm going to, I've got, I've got stats up here that, oh, go on. that Ben likes to share. Uh, so we had nine corners and we had 20 free kicks and 44 throw-ins. Do you remember us doing anything from any one of those set pieces? No. no. And it, at the end, when Wilco had that chance... <laughs> and I was so happy that Del Gorman wasn't taking it. I was shouting at him, go, go away, Gorman, go away. I was I, shouting. Yeah, I understand we're not allowed to swear anymore because we've got, you know, we've yeah, got a, exactly, veri yeah. a verified child listens. So exactly. To... <laughs> yeah. So go, go away, Dale. Yeah. Don't go near that ball. You <laughs> rotter. Um, yeah. So I thought Wilco, or to be honest, I thought, give it Barnet. 
because um, yeah. it seemed more on his side. But I thought, Wilco, at least get this through the wall, get a, you know, a million miles an hour on it, just, just absolutely put everything through it. And it came back off the wall, and then the final whistle went, and everyone just went, oh, and that yeah. was it. Yeah. And just, like I say, such a whimper, such a whimper to go out with. But, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what we can do to improve these set pieces. I, I, because it, obviously, is it the delivery? Is it the way we're lining up on a mark? Because sometimes the crosses look, you know, they look all right. They look like they're in a good area, but we just don't have that Terry Skivet and powerhouse to shove people out of the way and get his head on it. There's no one in that team who you've got that feeling that, you know, put it in the right area and someone's just going to charge onto it and hammer it home. And, you know, I don't know if it's the nostalgia of, you know, looking back at all these players that were always really good or if it's just the game is different now, but it doesn't feel like we've, we've had that player for a long time. I think, I don't know how many goals Byron Webster used to score, but it always felt like on set pieces, something, could happen but now it's almost like oh Gorman's going to put one over too far or Jordan Barnett's going to hit the first man on a corner or another long throw like you know last year we were whinging about Charlie Lee taking long throws all the time and now we've got our most creative exciting attacking player lobbing the ball in from long every time it goes out wide and what have we got to show for it nothing I cannot remember a single goal coming from any of these long throw situations yet we persist on tossing it in the mixer and hoping for the best these players are listening to this they're gonna think oh i can't wait to be away from that bloody club <laughs> listening to this <laughs> whining about everything all the time aren't they but yeah it is i mean yeah if you are listening lads i'm sure there'll be people think there's always moaning people at any football club but yeah we don't no want to we don't want to talk like this because I say we have spoken so positively about this team and their work ethic and their 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 passion. Um, and as you say, there's things there. There will be things happening. There'll be we've heard about. Well, it didn't turn out to be players having to drive themselves places, did there? But that that was a rumor doing the rounds and. There'll be. I'm sure that I'm sure there are reasons. There's uncertainty. There's all of those things. But come on. 1,300 people paid, what was it, 16 quid for, for an to, to adult ticket to come there. There were so many kids there as well. So many kids at that. Uh, and and, uh, and I was talking to a mate of mine, Danny, who I, I went to school with, and we were we were talking about, you know, the, when life was in black and white when we were in school. <laughs> and uh, and he came with his lad, and, uh, and I know he goes to quite a lot of the games, and he was saying that, this has got to be something that you remember, you know, those nostalgic, oh, I remember when it was this and it was that. And it just wasn't, was it? If that's no. a derby, we talked about, I said on on, on Thursday and Friday, um, uh, I just don't get Weymouth. I don't get the rivalry in that. And I still don't get it. No. I, don't, I just don't understand it because there was just nothing there that made me think, oh, I'm really going to miss this derby. Keep and, it. If that's a derby. Do <laughs> you know what? There's literally no bragging rights has come from us playing Weymouth this season no. at all. No. We won an awful penalty shootout in the middle of a storm. Yeah. And that's all we've got to show from how many? Four, four games. 
The only yeah, positive so. I can take from this is they still haven't beaten us since Boxing Day 1988. That's <laughs> it. That's all I've got. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. all I've got. It's uh, yeah, it's it's a frust- it's a frustrating. It was a frustrating game, a frustrating way. <laughs> Feels like the season's over. The season is over, but it was a frustrating way for us to get all hyped up the week before and get all excited about a a trip to the beach that just resulted in that damn squib of a game. But never mind, never mind. We'll play them in twenty years again, maybe. Yeah, I'll, I'll not be counting down the days. I promise you. Yeah, I'm. I'm in no rush to go back there. You won't be making the effort for an older shot, Weymouth double header again anytime soon. Jesus, it's a good, it's a good job. I saw some good people there over the Easter period because, yeah, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been worth it either. Obviously, though, you know the stunning views of Middle Street, downtown Yeovil. That was that was worth every penny. But yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you to the guy I saw being sick in the gutter outside Weatherspoons on Friday night. You, you made my stay. The UK's premier premier in. Yeah, you absolutely. Oh, yeah. It was it was magical in every every sense of the word. All right, mate. Well, I'll leave you to chat with Mister Barrett about some positivity as we welcome Stockport to yeah. Hughes Park at the weekend. <laughs> should be should be a simple <laughs> simple one, that night. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Right then, time to bring me back into the equation. You've had Ian, you've had Dave, now it's my turn to join in on this podcast. Uh, Dave and I are going to talk a little bit about the arrival of Stockport County. We're going to do a bit of the news. We've got an announcement to make and we're going to take a couple of GCQs as well. But Ian, you, uh, Ian, you're not Ian, you're Dave. I'll be whoever you want me to be, but I can't be him. <laughs> <laughs> you are the busiest man in sports entertainment, Dave, at the moment. You've been on every podcast. You've done Glover's Castle stuff every night this week. You went and spoke to the Scarf Bagara War, the Stockport County podcast, on Wednesday. You can check out that interview on YouTube or wherever it is you get your Stockport County goodies on demand. Um, it wasn't a particularly cheerful chat on your part, was it, Dave? Let's be honest. They were quite cheerful, to be I, fair. I'm they were surprised. very chipper. Yeah, I'm yeah. not surprised. So, in return for your appearance on their podcast, you got one of them to come on ours. Who did you speak to? And please introduce them. Yeah, so we got Russ from the Scarf Bagara War, a Stockport County podcast, to tell us all about what we can expect from them this weekend. And here he is. Okay, so hello, this is Dave, and I am joined this evening by Russ Johnson from the Scarf Bagara War, a Stockport County podcast. And uh, I, I would say that Russ is a supporter of the Yeovil Town Rejects 11, but some of the players that they've got that used to play for us are bloody good. So uh, I can't really call them that. But Russ, welcome back to the Glovers cast. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Messes Madden. Hippolyte, and I don't think Courtney Duffus is even troubling your first eleven at the moment, is he? So, no, he's not even. He's yeah, he's he's, he's purely backup as it as it goes. But then, so so is um, so is this other player we've got from Hartlepool, you know, from League Two, Francis Angol. Okay, and we've we've got a um, 
We've got a midfielder called Andy Cannon, who's only getting a game because Sarsabek is now suspended, and he's from he's from Hull City in the Championship. So it's it's an embarrassment of riches. Uh, it really is. Gonna say this is this is uh, if if you want to turn off now, listeners, and just skip your way forward. This this may well make you feel physically ill when we talk about the players, <laughs> the players that you've got here. Because I mean, I am just looking at your uh, you know recent form, shall we call it? Uh, blimey! I mean, when uh, th- th- there was a there was a bit of a um, a blip. So I can see a two 0 defeat at Wrexham in the FA Trophy, and yeah. I can see a two one defeat at Grimsby on Good Friday when he played, as you say, Sarsovic sent off after 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. But other than that, your last defeat is Torquay away on the 11th of December. I mean, and, yeah. and you've won every game. Other than those two I've mentioned that you've lost and a draw with Chesterfield, you've yeah. won every other game. I mean, that is just obscene form, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But but it's it's one of those things where it's almost like to be expected with the amount of money we've spent. Um, you know, I I I went on a North County podcast early in the season, at the very start of the season, and, and we did like predictions, and they said they said it'd be a bit embarrassing for us if we didn't finish top. Yeah. Um, and we are so so relieved. I I can't tell you that we're seven points clear with six to go because. Because the amount we've spent, and if we don't, if we, if, if by some, I'll say by some miracle we don't go up, but say, say if we don't go up and Wrexham do, and we have the lottery of the playoffs, Wrexham are in the same boat as us. Yeah. You know, we've both spent so much. We're not, we're not oblivious to how much we've actually spent and what we've done um, no. with this, you know, to this division. I mean, I've spoken to a lot of that, as I probably told you when we spoke to you earlier in the season, we all picked Stockport, uh, on the Glovers cast, we all picked Stockport to finish top uh, for, the, for the reasons that you've said. Obviously, Rex have a spell on that. Everyone I speak to uh, about who, who's going up, they all say, I'd much rather Rex, uh, much rather Stockport went up than Rex and don't lie, Rex. And they're, you know, they're, they're, they're all a bit up above their station. Um so yeah, I, I think you you've got the support of the uh, the ordinary non uh, national league supporter. Yeah, it seems that way. I think we've we've got we seem to have the support of football league clubs as well that that yeah. say that say that about a lot of us, Yeovil included, I think is, is in that that there are that many clubs down in the national league now, and it's so strong that that they are football league clubs, so they don't begrudge. And especially especially what we've done as well, you know, we've gone down to regional football. Yeah. Um, and and done the hard yards, if you like, um, and, and come back up. So, yeah, it's, we, we seem to be um, a bit of a favourite. I, I don't actually mind Wrexham. Wrexham are, I think Wrexham have done the hard yards themselves as well. And yeah. I'm quite pleased, you know, I'm quite pleased for them to be getting this back in they've got. Um, so, yeah, I was no, just... no hard feelings for me. No, 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 no. Well, you you can take the moral high ground, can't you? Well, yeah. You are literally, <laughs> you're literally up there, and the rest of us all all just bitter and twisted, aren't we? That's what we've become. But no, I was I was talking, I can't remember who I was just saying to, and I was saying, I feel like we're becoming Wrexham before they had the money because we just feel like a team that's just gonna stagnate in mid-table in, in the National League. And yeah, I won't go into our on the field and off the field situation, but um, it doesn't feel like we're going anywhere anytime soon. So um, yeah, well, we'll, well, we'll maybe live vicariously and enjoy your um, enjoy your success. So, so go on then, make, make, make us all sick. Just uh, uh, tell us what, um, 
what has clicked because obviously last time we spoke we were talking back at the uh september time weren't we and we were coming to your place and uh, you had uh a manager simon rusk was it who was in then yep that's correct you did uh, i think you'd lost your first get uh, you maybe won one in the first sort of three or four games uh and then then we came to town and, and we beat you three nil which i would say that we played well that day you would say that you played poorly that day but um i think probably one thing that that result and a few others afterwards was it brought about a change of manager and that really seems to have that's been the difference for you has it the change of manager yeah, absolutely. Nail on the head. So the game when we played you, it was probably a mixture of the two, really. You you turned up and played really well. We, uh, look, looking back on it now, I mean, at the time, I'd probably say we, we played poorly, but we probably played to the standard that Rusk had us playing. Yeah. Um, and and Rusk, I don't, I, don't, I don't want to go into too much depth about it, but Rusk is an under-23 manager. Um, and his, his, his ideal, if you like, is developing players so there's a lot of sideways passing players getting game time and all this kind of thing um that didn't last too much longer we, we got beat by Barnett a couple of weeks later um and he was sacked and then we brought Dave Challoner in Dave Challoner with the same tools from the same box completely changed it um his his first match was Bolton away in the FA Cup um, and we and we drew with Bolton two two, and, and I was there with my lad, and I you know I said to, I said to my lad after like 15, 20 minutes, I said something's changed here, like massively changed. Yeah. Just in the space of of him coming in, and I, yeah, I think he had, I think Challenger had four or five days with the, with the, with the squad, and he just completely changed it. And it, it's I've never seen anything like it supporting yeah. County in my life, honestly. And then since then, like you say, lost to Torquay early early doors, but. We've won literally near enough every single match since then. Absolutely, and I mean, um, what is it? Is it just the the style is more? Could I call it direct? Because as you say, if you look at Rusk, it was it was pretty well pretty to watch as a neutral, maybe. Um, but uh, but it wasn't. Didn't never really felt like it was going anywhere. Yeah, a bit more on the front foot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So with Rusk, with Rusk, there was definitely a. Um, don't get beat mentality. So his his sort of game plan was get to 60, 70 minutes. If we're 1-0 up or it's 0-0, nil, nil, then we'll, we'll try to win the match. Challoner has came out very early, early, early on in his county career and said, um, we want to be two, three and a look by 60 and 70 minutes and give them give the opposition the problem. Um, and if we're not, we'll we'll deal with it as as the game as the game comes. So that and that's how he's played. Our counter press. We just do not give anybody any time on the ball if we've got if we've got eleven men, which is which is which is the Grimsby story on Friday. Um, we just do not give any any anyone time on the ball. We've got we've got a, th- a midfield three, Crowsdale, Collar, and Sarsavik. When obviously he won't play on Saturday, but Andy Cannon will fit in nicely in there. Or Hippolyte, um, who just they're like ter- they just hunt impacts. <laughs> it's it's, it's a, honestly if as a fan it's amazing to see. Um, yeah. to see this. I mean, don't get me wrong though, we've spent the money, We've you, you have to spend the money to get that and, and we've absolutely, we've absolutely done that and then, and of course, you'll know all about Paddy Madden. Yeah, I mean, I, I noticed he oh. scored another, another last minute with a bat. That, that is the definition of a football league player playing at this level, isn't it? He's just, yeah, far too good to be at this level. 
he's honestly he's unbelievable. He's unbelievable for this level and probably the level above, I would say. Yeah. He he gets through so much work. He he's the captain. Yeah. And 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 you can see why he's the captain. You know, we already had a captain, we already had Ash Palmer as the captain and Liam Hogan, sorry. Sorry, Liam Hogan, Ash, Ash Palmer. Liam Hogan's won this division. Paddy Madden comes in, takes the captaincy off him, and we're all thinking, why is it done? Why is why is Paddy Madden got the captaincy? Blah 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 blah. You know, you can tell why. You absolutely can tell. Yeah. Um, he's he's most people's vote for player of the year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the season he played for us, he came from from Carlisle. Uh, it was on loan from Carlisle, where he'd done absolutely nothing. Uh, came to us in, in in League One, I think, 23, 24 goals in, sort of, uh, arrived in, like, October time, I think. And he was just, yeah, an absolute... Uh, even now, you know, when it when he goes back Saturday, I'm sure there'll be some pantomime booze, but everybody loves Paddy. He's just, yeah, no, an absolute legend. He used to come to the Oval match. He had to make Kev Dawson, who played for us as well, and he used to come to matches. He's, yeah, he's a great, great player. And, and he, I think, when talk to Yeovil fans about who they like to see go up, I think Paddy is not this level. <laughs> it's not fair yeah. on this level to have him playing here, I don't think. But, yeah, and I'm sure he'll show us yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, it's, it's we're so... But I feel so privileged to have him because if we haven't got Paddy... And Wrexham have got Paul Mullin and Ollie Palmer. Then we're we're not we're not going to be seven points clear. We're we're going to be chasing Wrexham, and that the the our owners don't want that. They want to go up the divisions as fast as they can. So um, you you need to spend the money to have a player like Paddy Madden in your team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's worth every single penny. Yeah. Yeah, of whatever. What don't tell me how much. Whatever. No. I, well, we don't know. We we just oh, hear, right. we just hear rumours of how much yeah. he's paid and and how much he costs. So we have to. We don't actually know. Yeah, he's worth it. Uh, but but I did notice that in the transfer window, or well, there's not really a transfer window at this level, whatever. Again, you had a strong squad and you strengthened it with the likes. Of, I think Hippolyte came in at that point. Duffus, as I say, who would walk into our team, I think, um, isn't even troubling your squad, let alone your first 11. Um, and, and you said there was a couple of others that you brought in. So you've strengthened the already very, very strong. Yeah. Yeah, well, Hippolyte, when Hippolyte came in, we were all thinking, well, where's he going to fit in? Because we, we, we didn't, we didn't the, the, the squad already seemed pretty balanced to us. Um, so we were wondering where we we're going to fit in. When he actually started to play on the left-hand side, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a jack of all trades, is Hippolyte. Mm. You, I mean, you'll know that yourself. Um, he's just, again, he just fits in really well and he's, he's scored some goals, he's got some assists, he works hard. Chaloner, Challoner um, demands that you work hard. If you're not if you're not coming off that pitch and you've you're not worked hard, you will probably not get in the team the next week. No. Um, so he demands that. Um, so yeah, Hippolyte. The, the the three signings that we got on loan um, on transfer deadline day when when Wrexham didn't sign anybody, Chesterfield didn't, Notts County didn't. Yeah, we got we got like I said, we got Andy Cannon from from Hull City. Um, so a central midfielder from the championship on loan. Um, he, he, in fact, it's it's an interesting story for him. He he was in our youth academy when we dropped out the football league, um, and we and we disbanded the academy straight away because we had to cut costs. And he went off to Rochdale immediately. So he's come back full circle now. So that's quite a nice nice thing for him. And he's on loan, um, you see. Yeah, the, yeah, Duffus is on loan. I think. I might yeah. be wrong there, but Duff, I'm sure Duffus is on loan. 
Francis Angol from Hartlepool's on loan, Andy Cannon's on loan. So they they're basically just to add depth yeah. <laughs> to, to an already strong 15, 16. Yeah. Um, and it's you know it's we, we I've spoken to quite a few county fans. We're set, you know we're we're all in agreement really that this is the strongest squad of players we have ever had in our history. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Because if, even when we got into the championship, we had we had a good twelve or thirteen players. Yeah. But nothing like what we've got now. No. Uh, I mean, you could see you going up and, you know, as you've seen Sutton do it, haven't you? They've gone up and uh, surprised everybody with how well they've done. I know Barrow didn't set the world alight when they went up, but they still stayed up. I mean, <laughs> no chance of, yeah, I, I, you, if it's you, Wrexham, Chesterfield, whoever it is, um, you know, that does go up, I can't, I could very easily see teams going straight through uh, League Two next season. Yeah, you don't want to say yeah. it, do you? Just in case, <laughs> just in case you jinx it. Well, I don't, yeah, I mean, I know, I know, I know. People, I was talking to the Grimsby podcast uh, last week because you know, pre-match for our, our our game, he said that he's he's already put a tenner on us to go to win League Two next season. Right. And I'm 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 thinking. Well, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm thinking of Yeovil on Saturday because uh, you're being the proper manager now. Well, next game, yeah. Well. Other people, other people are a bit blasé about it, you know. Yeah. I, I'm kind of not. I'm thinking of Yeovil on Saturday because honestly, Dave, I'm nervous as anything every single day. The, yeah. the only point that I'm not nervous, you can you can hear my voice has gone because I've been shouting <laughs> um, at the matches today. <laughs> um, the only the only point that that I become not nervous is when we kick off and I actually see them playing. Yeah. And then I think, and we've got this. Or I hear Jabe Challoner in a in an interview, and I think we've got this. But every other time, I'm on Twitter or Facebook, and I'm thinking, yeah, really nervous. I was so. going to say, when you look back at your history, I can forgive your nerves because, uh, yeah, every every football fan is uh, negative or, or yeah, thinks thinks the worst is going to happen to him, don't they? And yeah. I know in your case, you say it has happened on a few occasions, so. Yeah, that's um, why it's uh, it, it's good to see you doing well. And I suppose last thing is, please tell me you can't win it on Saturday. Can you mathematically? You can, can you? <laughs> oh, oh, the league. I thought you meant the, the match. Oh no, no, oh, we can't. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 we can't. Jesus Christ, I've given right, you that right. already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh right! You no, have no, seen we his can't, face can't there, It was yeah. It was like <laughs> it was like who is this guy? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, you can't win the league. No, right? Okay, that's what I was thinking. I was just no. We, we've had yeah, that we, before. Yeah, we we can't. Yeah, we can't win it on. We can't win it on Saturday. I think we've got to win. I think we've got another four wins. I think before we can win it, we're hoping. I mean, the the sadistic of us of of, of the fan base are hoping that Wrexham have to give us a guard of honor. When we play them in the third to last match. All oh, right, you've still got them to play, have you? Away, what, yeah. What, all right, okay. What are your remaining games then? Have you have you still got some big bigger sides to play? Well, listen to this. We've got we've obviously got yourselves on Saturday. Then we've got Boreham Wood who who have who, they've tailed away, fallen off a cliff, haven't they? Yeah, since the yeah, FA Cup run. Pretty much, yeah. We've we've got Chesterfield away, Wrexham away. Halifax at home and Torquay at home. Right. You finish at home to Torquay? No, finish at home to Halifax, sorry. Oh, right. Okay, right. Oh, I mean, wow. Yeah, Chesterfield, Rex yeah. and Halifax. That's the top three or four, I think. Yeah. Yeah? Wow. Yeah. Okay. But 
there's 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 no panic from ours from 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 our perspective because we've we've just beat Solihull. Okay, we, we yeah. did it late. Solihull are arguably the, in in the top three in the teams in the division. They're, you know, they're really organised, really tough to break down. Don't concede many. We've we've beat them home and away. Uh, Grimsby on Friday until the red card, um, comfortably on top. Comfortably, their fans were very quiet until the red card, which changed it. So. Yeah, confident. We, we we are confident. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's, 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 it's given. It's like cricket score time. Is it comes out? I mean, the way we're playing at that, I won't even go onto it. But um, but yeah, I'm 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 probably not going to listen to the commentary. I won't be there myself on Saturday. But uh, yeah, if we perform anything like we did in our local derby at the on on Easter Monday against you guys, so, oh, I dread to think. Weymouth was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, we had, we had twelve hundred fans turn up for. I know it's twenty miles down the road, but um, for an, a game that meant absolutely nothing to us, um, outnumbered their fans. I know again they're having a bad season, but it was a day for heroes, and there were no heroes there. So, um, but yeah, sadly that's the way things are going at the moment. Like I say, we are Wrexham of thirteen years before they got some money. I think give us thirteen years and uh, yeah. I don't know, Toby Maguire or some other Marvel superhero will be turning up with a checkbook. <laughs> Terrific. Right. Okay, Russell, I really appreciate your time. And uh, thanks for not laughing too much when I when you thought I was saying, can you beat us? But um, yeah, uh, so after, after Saturday, obviously, we'll wish you the very best and look after Paddy for us. And we're back in the Glover's cast room once again. Uh, first things first, pray for the poor guy, me, who's got to edit all this together. Uh, secondly, we can actually talk about some football because this Saturday, uh, Stockport County are in town. Table topping Stockport County. Let's crunch some numbers. First played 38, won 27, drawn four, lost seven, scored an eye-watering 81 league goals this season, conceded 31 this season. They have won a quite ridiculous number in the last 15. They have at 113 drawn one, lost one. In the last 10, one nine, lost one. And in the last five, draw a uh, one, four, and lost one. It is fair to say they are in stonking form. And we have got a tough, tough task ahead of us. Dave, um, are you making the trip down for this one after your previous excursions? No. Right. I think we've established that that's probably a good idea. Um, I'm a, I'm a bit... bad penny. I'm a bad penny, I think, uh, after those last two. <laughs> let's let's hope that's the case in a weird way, because we might need a little bit of a lucky penny. Um, can I be completely honest with you, Dave? Uh-huh. I'm a little bit fearful of this Saturday. Um, I feel like the Weymouth game was the last... I call it the last moment of the season, the last point of time of which something mattered more than just going through the gears of another 90 minutes. Stockport can go within, I think, I think they can go within one game of winning the title if they beat us. And I think if Wrexham and Halifax, or Wrexham certainly, if Wrexham don't win their game and they beat us, I think they can go and win it at home next season. They've got a thousand fans behind them coming down, paying cash. And yeah, I'm just a teeny tiny bit fearful. Do you share my fear going into this game? 
I do, especially listening to Russ talk there because they sound, do you know what they sound like? They sound like our team in 2003. They right. sound like the Mckindo Johnson way, goal, all of that lot, just steamroller in their way through with you know, attacking nice to watch football. Uh, and, and I guess <laughs> all they can hope is that they 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 get a couple and then and they take it easy on us. That it would be uh, I don't think our um players, I mean we've spoken so much and I know I spoke I said to Ian uh, in that that chat about Weymouth that it felt like we've been talking about how there's still stuff to play for and I think Weymouth made me think if that's not to play for what is there to play for and when you've got a team yeah Weymouth were not a good team uh, but they had something to play for and something to fight for and they did fight Stockport are a very good team and they have plenty to play for so yeah, it um, it is it is a bit worrying. But... It it is a bit, and uh, you know, there's there's the eternal optimist in me that does look at the game and go, well, they've lost their last two on the road. Yeah, <laughs> they lost against Grimsby and they lost against Wrexham in the uh, in the FA Trophy. Of course, we beat them earlier on in the season, a most remarkable result. And so there's parts of me that do think, hang on a minute, you know, we're not. We're not completely out of this. We have got good results against good teams this season. The fact that we're at home concerns me because we've been pretty bang average at home all season. But I'm just trying to think of sort of the last few times that we've played them. And, you know, we've we've done okay against, I mean, earlier on in this season. And we've never really been thrashed. It was a couple of one nils last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so I'm, yeah. I'm, whilst I'm fearful that, 81 goal Paddy Madden and all the rest of it will come along and tear us a new one. There's part of me that thinks, you know, we've, we've got something to go at and to go for. And, and I, I hope that, I hope that we're motivated enough for Saturday. Yeah. I, 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 we've spoken all season about how these lads don't know when they're beaten. Mm -hmm. These players don't know when they're beaten. And I, I don't think it's in, I'm going to contradict what I said in that way in my chat with Ian, but I'm hoping that it's not in their DNA to, to just give up and just, like you said, go through the gears. Uh, I'm hoping that that is not the case and they'll come out and they'll they'll, they'll put up a fight. And as Charlie Lee said in his um, press conference, give them a tough game. It it does feel like a real uphill uh, uphill battle um, to be able to do that. But... I've got to have confidence. I'm going to have confidence, Ben. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have some positivity and some confidence that they've got it within them to to put in a put in a shift and have have a have a fight and have a battle, not a literal fight. Um, and you don't know, do you? I mean, I don't, this is a very very different Stockport team to the one we played mm. up at their place. Yeah. Different manager, different everything about them. Similar players, I think, but just completely different mindset. And you can see that by the results, can't you? So I don't think we can draw too much from anything that we've done previously against them. So we've just got to hope that our lads are there and um, and they they've got it. And I, I, I do think. You know, Charlie Lee is the type of character that will will demand that from them. We just yeah. have to hope that they demand that from themselves. I think that's probably fair. I like the fact that you did just uh, quash my entire theory of positivity there of saying we can't pull apart anything that we've done against them previously. <laughs> that was the only thing I had. Thank you. That's all much. you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just uh, how 
how do we go about getting this result then let's say let's say we we do try and go about getting this result for me the worst thing we could do is go one nil down early yeah the absolute worst thing we could do five ten minutes on the clock one nil down the heads drop floodgates open so for me i wonder if we're going to almost treat it like an away game in so much as we are um going out to frustrate get on their nerves be a bit niggly uh, in the away game we did just get at them didn't we we, we yeah. played almost a front four and I, I i don't know whether that would be the right thing to do in this type of game because i think they would pick us apart it, it, given their current form but if we were to harry them get to half time at nil nil and then bring on a noifil who can just have a moment that has to be for me the way to go about this now and that's to frustrate and to annoy and to get at them and give away free kicks and break away break up their flow and don't let them have an inch or i think yeah an early goal for them and it could be could be a long long afternoon yeah i i think we've seen and spoken and that game against older shot that we played you, proved the point that we've heard many times from many managers about how we don't do very well in possession. Well, <laughs> I have a funny feeling against top four, we're not going to see an awful lot of the ball. So um, maybe, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a positive that I can draw. I'm trying really hard to be positive. Here, I, I, we're yeah. having a go guys. Uh, we are, we are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe we can be, as you say, playing more like a, like an away team, they're going to have a thousand people behind them. So there will be pressure on them to perform. And maybe if we can keep it tight, if we can get to half time, and you know, let's say go crazy and say be a goal ahead or, or be nil nil, maybe, maybe some of their fans will start to get a bit nervous and a bit twitchy. And then they'll start to get a bit twitchy. I mean, listen, there's a big, big pile of straws that I'm clutching for here. But um, yeah, maybe, maybe if that's a way, that could be a way, couldn't it? Yeah, I, I'll say this. I, I, I thought about it this week, actually, because Fulham have just come off the back of a couple of defeats. They've, they've secured their, their required point total now, but they came off the back of a couple of defeats right when they got on the brink, kind of in the same position where Stockport are now. And I do wonder if there is that mental thing of the, the final hurdle is the hardest. And I do wonder if they may... I don't think for a second they're going to come and turn up and go, well, we'll just walk all over these, get it done, get it dusted, get back home and win the league. I don't think that's the case at all. But I do wonder if a side, if we can be the Derby County that does them, um, I, I do wonder if we can, we can do that. And it's a case of how, you, you know, how, how motivated these lads are. To go through it all again, we know there's walking wounded. We know there are a couple missing. Let's talk team news. Let's talk the team, because we know that there is going to be no Ben Barkley. No. We know there's going to be no Olafella Olamola. But then again, yeah. he wasn't going to probably play anyway. Um, hadn't been involved for a while. Um, I really, really think we're going to miss Matt Worthington in this game, if I'm yeah. honest with you. Um, if we are going to do that horrible just chase and harry and nip at them and get at them and, and do that, that's exactly what he does. So I think he's a big miss. In terms of the defensive lineup, are you happy just to chuck Max Hunt in? And call it. What other options would you say we have? Well, do you do you go for someone like Jordan Barnett? Get a bit nasty. Do you replace Mark Little with someone a bit more um, mobile, Alex Bradley? Do you, do you go down that route, knowing mm. that there's going to be a wave after wave after wave of attack? Do you move Morgan Williams in the middle and have Hunt and Williams and have a left back? 
have Robinson well, possibly. Wilkinson and Williams, you mean? You could be, but Wilkinson's been injured. He's, you know, he's rolled his ankle. He's not going to be the most mobile. He's got Paddy Madden running at him on Saturday <laughs> and Scott Quigley challenging him for headers and Courtney Duffers coming off the bench. And Miles Hipper like, Jesus Christ. Um, so is there an argument that actually we want someone who's fully fit? We want someone who's in amongst it. So you go Hunt and you go Williams and then you stick Robinson at left back. I don't know what the options are, or do you just go straight in hunt for Barkley? Personally, I go hunt for Barkley just mm-hmm. to just to keep keep it the same as it was. Uh, I'm still not convinced Jordan Barnett's a left back, or I, I think he was a left back, but now he's he's decided in his own mind. He's listened to you too much, I think, and he wants to just play further and further forward. Um, but yeah, I I would I would certainly worry again about Jordan Barnett against uh, a good. Um, I don't know who they have down that that side, but whoever they have in midfield is going to be decent. So, yeah, I would swap Hunt for Barkley and keep it keep it pretty much the same. What about in midfield? Do you go for a more rigid five? Do you go with a straight four four two? Do we? Bring... You've, got, you've got the wrong. You've got the wrong Glover's cast to be <laughs> asking these tactical questions, mate. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking. You need the other bloke. Could you have Ruben Reed and two? attack-minded players. You can have Knowles and Wakefield, Knowles and Nerfield flanking him, not necessarily doing an awful lot of defending in a match like this. I'm not I'm not entirely sure you can. I think you might have to go with a little bit more of a defensive unit. Barkley isn't available, so you have Bradley maybe as an extra holder in midfield alongside Gorman and play Lawson as well and have sort of a very defensive midfield. I don't know. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Bradley didn't have the best of games against Aldershot. Um, I don't really, it didn't do, it just didn't do a lot. It didn't necessarily do a lot wrong. He just didn't do a lot. And um, maybe that, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is the game for him. Who knows? It's, um, yeah, I, I, they're, 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 we, we've got options, haven't we? Even with Ben Barkley um, not around, now Max Hunt is back. We've still, we've still got options and we've still got things that can, can change it. Um, I'm glad I'm not Charlie Lee this weekend. That's all I'll say. Yeah, he's not had it easy, has he, in these uh, no. first few weeks trying to get these teams right and things like this. And he's still learning. And then he he may look back and think he's made a couple of mistakes. And he may look back and think, actually, I probably would have made a couple of subs earlier. Actually, I would have played this. I would have done that. I would have done this. So mm. I'm not going to mm. get I'm not going to get too angry as long as we don't completely humiliate ourselves. Yeah. As long as, long as we're not talking sixes and sevens and things like that. I think. Um, I think we've got to put in a performance that says we're still fighting, still up for it, and and go from there. It's a really difficult one. I just hope we can frustrate them. I hope that we can make them fight for it. And if they show too much class because they've spent a bazillion quid on a cracking set of squad, fine, fair play. There's not a lot you can do about that. Our season yeah. won't be was never going to be defined on Stockport County at home. So can we define it on Stockport County away? Maybe. I know Russ will be listening to this and he hates it when we talk about that game. But um, so sorry, Russ, if you are listening to this. But I, I love uh, talking about that game. Yeah. Yeah, me too. But <laughs> but I, like you say, it feels like a very different Stockport County. At the oh, moment. God. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a very different Yeovil town at the moment. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, who knows? Who knows? I just hope the lads are up for it. I hope they give as good as they get um, because it ain't going to be easy. It ain't going to yeah. be easy. And actually, do you know, I, I will say this. You, you mentioned that about Alex Bradley. If it is Bradley that gets the nod, putting in a performance like this, because I would count Alex Bradley as someone who's maybe on the, the the cusp of, do you offer him something new? Do you not? 
you know, Alex Bradley, we've not seen a lot of him in this midfield role. We saw him great at right back. If he, if he puts in a performance in this game, similar to when we had the away game of Gorman and Staunton kept everybody quiet. Well, if it's Gorman and Bradley or whoever it may be that keeps everybody quiet, then actually you put yourself in the, in the position to say, that's what I can do. If you give me a run, that's what I can do. So that's what I hope. I hope we get a few individual things and I hope we score. I really hope we score. We've gone a couple of games without, without a goal now. And I just like to see that, that feeling again, because yeah, we've got other games to try and go through. So. Okay. Not sure there's much more we can say, really. That is probably as much as we can say, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's take some questions, shall we? How about some questions? Can we Can we do the announcement first? Oh, I thought you wanted to make that the grand finale. Oh, should we make that grand finale? I reckon. I reckon no, go okay. out with a bang. Uh, okay, we'll go out okay. with a bang. Let's do some GCQ stuff. <laughs> I'm a little bit worried about what people are expecting this now. We may have given this more of a build-up than it deserves. But anyway... GCQ, well, this isn't actually GCQ because he hasn't added the GCQ question, but this is maybe more of a shout out to okay. um, this, is, this is from Ian Welch, the uh, stadium announcer, um, who says, let me know what the general consensus uh, of the music is. I'm more than happy to try new things, always open to ideas. And I then put it out there. What do people, what do people think? What, uh, what musical choices would you like to hear? The only one that's come back is from Ian Watmore, which is Baby Give It Up by Casey and the Sunshine Band. And it's na 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 Yeovil, Yeovil Town, Yeovil Town, Yeovil, Yeovil Town. Okay. Um, or Glad All Over by Dave Clark Fife. I think we have had that one before. Yeah, Glad All Over is a bit of a... It's a Crystal Palace thing, isn't it? Glad All Over. I think they do do it, Crystal Palace, yeah. Do you have any particular, you know, uh, tune that you would like to see him run out to? Oh, or I do. I do. It's like, because I, I saw the... We've got a question from Ian Watmore, haven't we? We've got a question uh, from Ian about goal music. Oh, right. Okay. Maybe this think, is his. Right. I think that's where Ian Welch's comment comes from. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're right. It is. Yeah. So Ian does ask. Hi, guys. Me again. What music should be played at YTFC? Uh, to score, what score goal music are you saying? Score okay. goal music. I'm trying to find it now because I am desperately trying to figure out what it's called. I can't remember where it was we were playing. And it was when we were in the, in the non league back in the early 2000s. Um, and I remember someone running out to Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. And uh, that's, that was always, because the, the opening chords of that, I just like crazy guitar music. And I just thought, yes, that's a... And then it goes, whoa, whoa, Welcome to the Jungle! Yeah, that. <laughs> that's me trying to be Axl Rose, but yeah. So there is one that I do like and I cannot for the life of me find it. Hang on, let me find it. Okay. I'm going to try and... This is, this is great radio. People have been searching around on your Spotify for... Uh, uh, let, the, let me just let the YouTube advert to, uh, go through. I've got six seconds before I can skip the YouTube advert. Okay. Well, there is, a, there is another question um, which... Uh, uh, okay, because this this has become a question which has been answered by people who are also asking questions. Because Glove actually says continuing the music theme, okay, good. The, the Pirates of the Caribbean theme has been our second half runout music for quite a while now. It's never done it for me. Do we need something punchier? Well, now, didn't, just... we didn't we have what was the one we had before that called? Was that not Glad or Was that not no, um, the, 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 the equal? Is it equalizer? 
It's not called the Equalizer. I thought it was called the Equalizer. No, Equalizer song. Right. There's people screaming at this now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is called the something. Yeah. It's not... Liquidator. 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 The Liquidator. There, there you go. It's come to my there mind. There we now. go. Yeah. So I've, I found the song I thought of. It was the yeah. song that BT Sport used mm-hmm. for the cricket. Right. When they did their cricket over the summer. And it's it's Kung's versus Cooking on Three Burners, this girl. <laughs> and it's... Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break all kinds of copyright laws here. And you're going to play it down your, uh, down your speaker. So it's this... But you get the when the trumpets <laughs> kick in. Hang on. Wait for it, folks. Wait for it. It's coming. Oh. oh. I don't know if you can hear this. So when the trumpets kick in. Wait for it. Wait for the trumpets. Da 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 da. And I think that is good goal music. Right, that's it. Bring on the trumpets. Yeah, that is it's from that song that BT Sport used for their cricket coverage. Okay, so that's their goal music. We've Done. got that. The trumpets. Yep. Second bring, half run out music. Uh, bring back the liquidator. The liquidator. Okay. Yeah, bring it back. Right, Ian, if you are listening, not whatever Perkins. that trumpet thing. Not Ian Perkins. No, Ian Welsh. Um, that trumpet thing that Ben just blasted our ears with there or and the liquidator that's our that's our choices people will now reply telling us what terrible tasty music we have people will now reply telling us we're terrible podcasters is what we're going to reply with yeah yeah well well we'll we'll not disagree no you're right (laughs) right um deb's curtis as we're not likely to get any new low knees in now this season you reckon Well, we say, can't. We can't. Registration can't, has man. gone, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Which loan was the biggest letdown? For me, it was Dion Pereira. It's a great I think job. Debs has taken the only answer to this question. Well, who was the fellow from Exeter who, who wasn't Seymour? Oh, yeah. Jordan Dyer. Yeah, well, he's Dyer? up there for me. Alex Dyer? Jordan Dyer. Danny Dyer. Kieran Danny Dyer. Dyer. Yeah. Don't know. No Just idea. Dyer. What, yeah, was. was he Dyer? Who knows? Uh, who knows? We've no idea. He might have been a world beater. We'll never know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's he's up there, but Dion takes the takes yeah. the underwhelming biscuit. Yeah, he's, he's playing for Bradford City now, isn't he? That yeah, yeah, he, does, he is, which is weird. But he wasn't for ages when he rocked up there. He yeah. didn't for ages, and now, right. yeah. Oh well. Okay. What would you say was your most disappointing loan signing ever? Oh crikey, O'Reilly! Um, and, um, because I misread Debs' question, I did have a think about this. Uh, okay. the other day. And do you know, it's going to surprise you who my most disappointing loan signing ever was. Go for it. Howard Farrington. <gasps> yeah, but I know. Is, is I that because your expectations were through the roof? Exactly. 2001, we signed him back. He was playing at Peterborough. And we signed him at the end of the 2001 season, which was the one before John, Gary Johnson arrived. And um, and he came in for a couple of months. I think he played once. He, he only played a couple of times, though. Um, I, th- I think he did score. But, yeah, he was... I, I thought he was going to come back and be a, a hero, but he played, like, twice. So, yeah, maybe that's... Maybe my expectations for him were too high. I'll uh, I'll fast-forward a few years and give you the name Michael Ngu. 
Ah, yes, Michael and Goo, yeah. He was supposed for Liverpool, we got yeah. him, wasn't he? If you sign a kid from Liverpool, you expect them to be a little bit more Liverpoolish and a little bit less Adam Morganish. And he was far mm-hmm. too close to being Adam Morganish. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's my name, just off the top of my head. Yeah, okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. We've only got one other question here. Um, Robin Batchelay said, I've just seen is- this. I've just seen this. I know, but he, I'm like, he's ruined the announcement. Well, no, because I'm not going to read out that bit. Oh, okay, not going to do that. Okay, bit. no, no, no. I was going to say, who is your most improved player of the season? To be clear, I don't mean to be patronising. I don't mean it in a patronising way. I used to get awarded it in under 12s football for being a terrible player. Yeah, we. Yeah, I had that one a couple of times. I had it a couple of times. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you mean, there, Robin. It's been handed it's out. Like, to... and someone ruffle your hair and say, oh. "Yeah." We used to have one called Clubman as well. Oh, right. Which is good for the always turned up. Dad did all the lifts. You are the yeah. Clubman. You were yeah. useless. You didn't kick a ball, mate, but <laughs> your dad did all the lifts. So thanks, mate. Cheers. Um, so whose yeah. dad is giving lifts in the Oval Town squad then? <laughs> I have no idea. Wow. I have no idea. Um, so who's the most improved player, would you say? For me, for me, Morgan Williams jumps yeah. out with me. I think um, considering what he did in, in a position that isn't his, um, outstanding absolutely outstanding i've i've been impressed by the uh re-emergence of of matty worthington at the start of the season he was a bit of a shrug the shoulders not nothing performer but okay fine he's there he'll play a bit he won't play a bit he's not going to push staunton or gorman out of the squad anytime soon but actually as the season goes on he's he's really stepped his game up again and like i said i think we're going to miss him against Stockport. yeah I'd have to say the the one player that's I don't know whether it's most improved, but the one player who surprised me more than anyone is Charlie Wakefield, because when we signed him with the record that he had, I did think he was a player who's going to play like 10 games because he'd spend the entire season injured. But obviously he's been a revelation in a lot of ways. So um, I don't know whether that makes him most improved because he probably was pretty decent anyway, but certainly most improved in terms of his uh, his, his his injury record. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I would not disagree with you with Morgan Williams, again, playing in a position that's not his position. Um, definitely got to be a um, got to be a shout, isn't he? Has indeed. Yeah. Is that, is that all? Is and that their all? end of the GCQs. Yeah, that's it. So now you can make your announcement. Now, Ian, Ian said I wasn't allowed to do the announcement properly. So I only have to announce okay. the announcement. That's all I can do. Oh, OK. I'm, okay. I'm going to announce the announcement and then on. on you know. So yeah. I am delighted to. Oh, I'm going to have to find a drum roll, aren't I? I'm delighted to re-announce the return, almost inexplicably, due to absolutely no demand whatsoever, the return of the Glovies. They will be back. We will be looking for your opinions once again. We're going to be uh, finding some nominees. The esteemed uh, panel of experts, i.e. us three, are going to find some nominees for you, and you're going to vote on player of the season, young player of the season, goal of the season, and moment of the season. We will be launching it this weekend. So if any players are listening and you want to get a goal of the season nomination, you've got to do it against Stockport, basically. Otherwise, we're going to go with it on Sunday and Monday. Then you'll have about 10 days, two weeks to place your votes. And then we will, you know, hand out the, hand out the gongs, so to speak, as we get towards the end of the season. So that's the announcement. I am announcing that we will make an announcement <laughs> on the Glovies on 
Sunday, Monday, as you listen to it. There um, is a job in politics for you, I think, my friend, you know, oh, announcing announcing things that have already been announced or, or yet to be announced. Absolutely not. Not for yeah. me. No chance. No. Um, I think that's it. This feels like a very strange podcast because we've done about 20 minutes and yet this is still going to be an hour to the faithful listener. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Thank you very much. Enjoy the highlights of the game against Stockport. I'm hoping there will be some. Yes. Thank you, faithful listener. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 